Hey everybody, it's the MPG Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Josh Molzer. This week I got Yuval Bartel and Dean Dinash from Orchard. What's up, guys? What's up? How's How it doing? going? Good, Great. good. <laughs> Thanks, for coming. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Exciting. All the cameras, the mics. <laughs> yeah, we feel important. Was it what you were expecting? Yeah, I, I'm just going to tell the audience that um, we have a floating moon on the table right now that looks amazing. That's the first thing you notice when you walk into the room. You know what's so funny is I put that there and I thought everybody's going to ask me about it. And you guys are the first people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's, it's like, you know, the first thing we did when we walked in is we um, searched it on Amazon and we're going to get our software. <laughs> I think it's so crazy. I always like take paper. I'm like, oh, check this out. Like it legit floats. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. But uh, so you guys want to talk a little bit about the audience. What do you guys do? Um, so we basically um, invest in real estate in Savannah, also in a few other states in Chicago and Oklahoma. We invest mostly in uh, residential, single and multifamilies. Um, we have our big group of investors from Israel, mostly some are here in the U.S. Um, and we're basically taking care of the whole bunch of money for other people. <laughs> awesome. Um, and we were talking before the show, you guys are not from Savannah. You guys are from Israel. So you guys want to talk about, did you guys come here together with the intention of starting a business here? Or did you guys come here separately and then get find each other? So, um, yeah, we're both from Israel. Um, we know each other actually from the fourth grade. Uh, we used to go to Boy Scouts together. <laughs> cool. We were the cool kids. Didn't think you were going to say that. Yeah. It's <laughs> part of the things I told you in Hebrew not to talk about <laughs> before we started this thing. We were the cool kids who went to uh, Boy Scouts together. And anyways, yeah, so we went through um, school together uh, in Israel. The military is mandatory. So we did, um, I did three years, Dean did four and a half years because he went to officer. Um, so he was an officer. Um, and then after the military in Israel, it's very common that you go and you travel the world for like a year. So we both went together with another friend. We went to travel in South America. We did South America for like six months. And after South America, we were like, I don't, I don't really feel like going back to Israel. So let's go try something else. Let's go work in the States. Um, we're both, um, Americans, uh, uh citizens, citizens, um, from our families. So we just ended up coming here. And we started working, um, like just selling in different boots at malls. So, you know, hair straighteners or um, skincare products and stuff like that. That was back in 2013 or 12, something like that. And then we met um, this guy. So it was me and Dean together. We met this guy. His name is David. Um, and he basically took us as our mentor. He was our real estate mentor. Uh, he taught us almost everything we, we, we know, um, hand by hand, we start doing different projects with him. And this is how we rolled into where we are today. Was David, how'd you guys meet David? He started as our boss actually, um, at the mall. And sure. one thing led to another, we became business partners. Um, we bought part, part of the business from him. Um, and then while we were working at the mall, managing the business for him, he was uh, doing some real estate on the side. So we said, teach us a little bit about this real estate thing because we have saved a bunch of money from other stuff. Show us what to do with the money. So we started as our own investors, um, flipping a small house on Chevis Road in Savannah. That was our first project. Um, a very small, typical flip for you know people who starts real estate. And one thing led to another. We started to do more and more of that. 
we lost interest in what we did before and we said well that that can be our full-time job actually what um what are the numbers on that first deal do you mind like do you remember i think yeah. it was we purchased for 70 right we, even less yeah like i think we purchased for 60 we fixed for 30 yeah. the total investment was like 90 something and we sold it for like 130 yeah that's not a bad return at all uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know we you, split it three people and it yeah. was you split it three ways and then you have you know your uh, your agent yeah, yeah your, all your closing expenses which sums up to usually between seven to eight percent anyway you, each one made like seven grand <laughs> Eventually. But still, for first deal, that's not. I mean, that's. It, it was exciting. Um, honestly, it wasn't what we, you know, because because you work. So you know, flipping houses is a lot of work. It's um, you know, it's sourcing, finding the right stuff to do, designing it, finding the contractors, uh, fighting with the contractors. Savannah is so hard to find um, the right contractors to work with, um, and it takes a long time to develop relationships and have people that actually do a good job and a reliable job. Um, so, you know, eventually, eventually, within about six months, when you make only seven grand, it's like, I pretty much made a thousand grand a month, so <laughs> that's not that good. But yeah, it was uh, it, it it built the appetite. Let's put it this way. It it shows you that well, if I'll do four or five like this every time, then that's better money. I can do good money. We didn't have the I think at the time we didn't have the guts. It was our first project to go into a product that really makes a profit because the investment is bigger. So we're looking for just to understand what we're doing because right. we were running between you know back and forth from the house picking small stuff that nobody needed us to really pick because it was obvious that's what's going to be picked um, by the contractors, but we were still there running in between the legs of the contractors just trying to understand what we're doing. Um, once we figured it out and we saw that this, we, we just we took the whole thing and we just made it in a much larger scale. That, that was the idea. How many houses did you guys do before you quit your jobs? That, just that one. Just the one? Dang. It wasn't a job. We were partners but we just decided that you know this business is okay this business is fun so then at that point you start flipping on your own and how many projects do you do next like do you just do one at a time or do you immediately go into like hey let's buy three let's buy uh this is around 2014 i remember the next project uh we had hurricane season here in savannah and we had a bad hurricane i think it was like 2014 or something like that and uh we bought like two houses the trees fell on the roof um that was, I think, something in Inglewood and another one on Parrish or something. I don't, I don't quietly remember. But um, so yeah, we we bought those two houses and that took us. So now it's um, me, Dean, and, and and still David is in the picture, and you know fixing the roof and foundation problems and so. On. And again, you know, we're not making big money, but we see it's getting easier because we already have some contacts and we already know the areas better and we know the the the, the material that we want to use and, and 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 where to get the materials and who to work with so things moved a little faster i think the amounts were similar uh, but this time we did two projects um and from there things started to shift so um we pretty much got caught up with everything we understood what the process is and not only that uh you know we started telling people about what we're doing and then we started getting um out, like other people's money also so yeah we started getting offers from people back home right like oh, okay you can take my 70 grand and make them 100 grand sounds good here's a 70 grand and and let's start working 
And at the time, it was difficult to transfer money from Israel to the States. It wasn't that easy. No bank wanted to work with customers that never shows up in the U.S. or working from far away. So building this whole chain of um, and understanding how to work with investors from Israel into properties in the U.S. was was challenging. Um, and it was challenging because uh, nobody else does it. So we don't have someone to go and say, okay, tell me how, or at least in Savannah, nobody does it. Um, show me how to transfer money from Israel to the state. Show me how to um, send back reports to Israel. What people want to know. What are people expecting to make on their investments? We, we didn't even know. Um, so we basically built everything from scratch. Um, our We divided the job between us where Yuval mostly worked with the contractors. I mostly worked um, in front of the investors and that's that's how it started. And now it's two full branches of um, with employees and everything of what we're doing how did the people back home like know you guys were doing this like were you, i mean were you posting on social media or were you just telling your friend like your family back home or like how do people hear about this even so yeah it's um let's let, let's let's start by telling the audience a little bit about uh where we're from israel is um not a lot of people know that but it's the size of delaware um as land wise and it has um the same amount of people as uh, georgia basically it's nine million people even less yeah yeah um so it's not a big country. A lot of people know each other. Um, you know, it's easy to have, you know, thousands of people on social media because basically everyone knows everyone in that um, country. Uh, so, yeah, we have friends. We both been to the military. We both have big families. Uh, so, you know, it's just word kind of word to mouth kind of thing, uh, mouth to ear. And people just started hearing that we're doing it. We started uploading some photos of before and afters. And this is what it looks like. People started calling us. We told them the amounts we're making, and they were like, "Well, can you do that also for me?" And we said, "Sure, yeah. Let me figure out how we're doing it, and let's start." Um, and that's how we started rolling, pretty much. Um, eventually, our goal, uh, and we figured it out around 2016. We understood that our goal uh, is not to flip homes for other people, because that is uh, a lot of work. The profit is fine, but for the amount of work that we put per flip, it just doesn't worth it. And we have enough equity of our own to just flip our own properties. So And it's just immediate profit. It's nothing long term. You're not holding a property. Essentially, flips for us um, are not, it's not really real estate. In the end of the day, you can flip also a pen. Um, the idea of flipping is just buying something that is underpriced, doing something to it and selling it again. Um, it doesn't require a lot of understanding in real estate. Um, in our opinion, long-term holds, um, that's really playing with real estate. And the moment we understood how to play with long-term holds and where to buy and why to buy and how to buy and how much to buy um, was the moment that we understood that we're in the real estate game. Um, anything aside of that, is great it's nice it can make money um but it's like me buying a car fixing the motor and selling it for more expensive than what i bought it for it doesn't have the real estate feeling to it it's not a passive it's not a passive investment right it's, it's not a very active investment. you have to be there you have to be working absolutely um the you know the uh, real estate market here in savannah for example it's full full of uh you know 
families and couples and just people from Savannah or from out of Savannah that are buying small houses, they're fixing them by themselves or they're hiring someone to fix them and they're selling them, that doesn't make them a real estate expert. And we learned it ourselves. We've done it for about three years. We're still doing it for ourselves. Uh, at the moment, we have like 11 flips on the ground with, with crews on them. But um, this doesn't make you a real estate expert. What makes you a real estate expert is the ability to analyze a long-term real estate investment and to understand why is it good, what's the business plan for it, how do I, um, what, what changes do I need to make, and which bank should I work with, and what terms do I need to request in order for this deal to happen and, 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 and to be very profitable. So this is the real real estate. Even the financial sides on real estate, um, we started only with the long-term holds. The very first projects were cash only. We, did, we purchased for cash, um, we renovated with cash, and we sold the property, so nothing was with even you know financial help from banks or other institutes, hard money lenders, nothing. Um, the moment we started dealing with uh, long-term holds, then that that came into part, and we started using other banks, other institutes, and that makes us um, understanding a little bit more of the markets and 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 what to play with. So when so it was 2016 when you guys bought your first like um, long-term rental. Pretty much, yeah. Um, 2016, we started buying just uh, single-family homes to buy and hold um, and rent. I think the first one was West Side Savannah. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a like we bought like three of them in 2016 for ourselves, and we said, all right, let's you know just fix them for ten thousand dollars, hold them, let's hope for the best, um, and that worked fine. And Voila, you know, just people start liking that as well. They start saying, well, if you guys do it and you put your money there, well, basically it's like retirement money. Why don't you put my money in there? So it started by the guys who used to ask us to flip their uh, homes for them. They would tell us, well, take the profit or take whatever uh, was in that flip home and just invest it. So we would find investment properties for them. And we start rolling and getting more investors and more investors and more inquiries and yeah the idea the idea is simple the um on short term on flipping you have one stream of profits it's what you buy it for and that's the real goal is to buy it for cheap renovating it and selling it you have one stream of profit that's the only stream um on long-term hold we're basically purchasing under market value because we do buy distressed properties um once we renovate it there is a profit there we don't get the profit right there and then we wait until we're selling the property in four five ten years but still there is a profit right there you have the profit from um the income coming from the tenant living in the property and also on top of all that you have the profit of holding the house and the value goes up and up every year um hopefully um <laughs> so basically you have three streams of profit on a long-term hold while on a flip you have one immediate profit which is um large it can be large but still it's only one stream um holding it for long term is 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 the smart way to go especially in a market that just keeps going up and up let me ask you this so on your guys' strategy then so you guys use the funds from israel to buy the houses and then at that point once they're renovated and there's a they're stable do you refi out of them or you just leave the money in some properties we um keep in cash in and we're just holding them with cash some properties we go on the b r r r r yeah, I guess yeah you know where, that one yeah. right buy renovate um rent refinance and repeat um 
that's the the main strategy and once the money is out of the property uh, after we did the cash out refi you can go and move to the next property and the next property and that's how you enlarge your portfolio pretty fast what was the trajectory of growth then so like you flip one house and that takes six months then you flip two houses and that takes another six months i'm guessing yeah, right. yeah the 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 amount of time doesn't change because you just grow your cruise you don't um it, it's not double the time right double the cruise. so like so then at that point every six months you're just doing twice as many um i wouldn't say that uh, no. after a year we did four or six <laughs> months no that wasn't the case <laughs> now it's a lot easier because yeah. now a we finance those so at a much smaller amount of money can flip two or three houses so right now the amount of money that we put in every flip is around fifty thousand. Um, that's with hard money. That's exactly what you need for like a nice two hundred fifty thousand purchase price flip. Um, so you can do a lot of those with a smaller, relatively smaller amount of money. Um, and with the time, we got more and more investors. So it didn't it didn't just scale itself. Just one adds one. Um, we got a lot more interest from Israel and a lot more money came from Israel to the U.S. to um, for us to play with. So it became much larger. Have you guys gotten to a point where you like are like, no, we don't need any more money? So actually, <laughs> yeah, right have. now we have about, I think, 11 or 12 investors waiting for us to take their money to invest in. But there's not enough properties yeah. or not to our standard properties um, that we're just putting them on hold and saying, well, when, when something will come, we will... Um, use your money for that but for right now it's a seller's market yeah right yeah, yeah. how uh, have you guys been finding deals this whole time so you had said that some of it's mls right but on the off-market stuff are you going through wholesalers are you marketing on your own yeah um so finding properties is i i, I would say it's like 30 percent of our job actually uh it's and, and it's and it's one of the hardest parts especially in this market in today's market it's super hard it's a seller's market um so yeah, we work with wholesalers. I don't think there is a wholesaler in town who doesn't know us uh, pretty well. Um, we work with a few agents in town. Of course, we have our main agent, and then there is a few others that you know know to call us because they know that we buy. Um, and then we have a strategy where we um, do our home research. So for example, I think we, we talked about it right before we started. Um, we have a big deal right now um, going on. It's an off-market deal. Uh, that's why we can't go too much into details because it's not completely signed yet. But um, the way we found the deal, so what we do is um, we own a lot of properties um, in Savannah, um, a, a triple digit number. And we just start looking on the properties that we like, the neighborhoods where we rent. We start looking um, on Sages. You, you know Sages. Yeah. Uh, we start looking on Sages. Um, who's our neighbors? When did they buy the property? What's their um, what's their mortgage looks like? Uh, how long have they been holding their property? And so we start looking and looking and looking, and we find out that this guy is holding I don't know like a lot of properties next to a lot of our properties. So we have the same neighbor over and over and over and over again. We contact him and we like, hey, we would like to buy your entire portfolio. What would it take? Since then we're negotiating. We're about to close. Um, we're we're signing the contract next week, um, which is great for us. But yeah. This will be another strategy that we go to. Um, we we locate the properties that we already like, neighborhoods where it's easy to rent. Rents are going up. Um, you know the the tenants are good tenants who pay on time and keep good standards in the house. And we'll just keep looking around those neighborhoods. So I don't know if it's a well known thing outside of Israel, 
but inside Israel it's well known that Israel is like to solve problems um, in an unusual way. I guess it's something to do with the military service. It's something to do with the way that Israel is a small country and you need to have some elbows to climb up. Um, so we love problems. We love, <laughs> we love to go to a property and to see that there is a problem with the property. It can be something in the structure of the property. It can be something with the condition of the property. It can be something with the seller. It can be something with um, anything around the neighborhood. When there is a problem, there is an opportunity, obviously. You just need to know how to solve the problem. And I think that's our main job. Um, we're looking for problems and we're looking how to solve the problems. And once there is a problem in the property, obviously you're going to get it for a lot cheaper than the market value of it. Um, for one to change his foundation, obviously um, on a regular, for a regular customer, something would cost X. For us, it will probably cost half than that and that's how we find our properties we look for problems we look for problems we look for um people who get divorced um online we look for so our day-to-day -day work is to find the problems and do you guys use like pretty traditional marketing techniques like yell letters cold calling all that sort of stuff or we call okay call yeah. is that yeah. pro predominantly I, I i we tried a letter system um what we found out with the letter system is that you have to be very persistent so you have to keep sending letters for about six or seven months to the same neighborhood and then either they complain about you and they hate you or you know someone calls you but he would probably go on the market or contact a wholesaler and it will get to you one way or another so well, it's a waste yeah. of money one of the <laughs> one of the downsides of being uh foreigner here is that we don't we we weren't born here i can't go to a neighbor that i knew from third grade and and knock on his door and say hey man you want to sell your house maybe you know it's not us we we realized it and and we stick to what we're good at and if we're not good at something we know how to find the right person to do that for us so the wholesalers that we work with are great if they're great we're going to let them do what they do for us we're going to pay them well. They're going to keep getting us houses. So the idea is that if you keep in good relationship with people, if you keep in good vibes with people, um, specifically in a small town like Savannah, where it really feels like a small town um, and people are like in one, you know, everybody knows everyone. If you treat them right, if you pay them well, if you pay them on time, they will keep giving you business. And that's that's what we feel when we're not good at something. We know how to say, OK, we talk about it. We say we're not good at this. We're not good at that. Let's find someone to do it for us. And we just use um, third parties all the time. That's we're big on that. So you would say probably replacing your weaknesses or hiring out your weaknesses. You think that is what accounts for all the success you've had? What do you think is like the biggest contributor? My shirts. <laughs> Dean's shirts, yeah, for those who can see us That's right now. That's how they remember me. Dean is wearing a broccoli shirt. And um, I know Chelsea Phillips was here uh, before, right, on the show. Yes, sir. So she would um, she Vouch would testify. Shirts. Yeah, she loves Dean's shirts. <laughs> he has the tiger shirt that she specially likes. And uh, yeah. No, good I, vibes. Good vibes is, is uh, good vibes and good karma. We really believe in it. Um, I think that's a huge part of our success. Um, we're trying our best to stay in good relationships with whoever we work with, even if we're not working with them anymore. Um, you know, you never know what's going to come from the future. And we're trying to stay in really good terms with 
whoever. I, I have to say something that might not sound the best. You'll forgive me. But, um, you know, it's not for nothing that they call this place Slovana. And I think that um, the market, to work in this market, it's not easy. But the benefit of working in this market is that people here, or at least the real estate market here, is not such a big hustle place. So obviously, if we'll go to the New York real estate market now, or LA, or even let's go to Atlanta and Miami, um, I think our success will be slower. And, um, and, and I think that we chose the right place to settle um, because we wake up every morning, we go to the office, and we hustle. We find properties, we find people to work with, we create connections, and we just try to grow and uh, we know our competitions we know the other uh, companies on the market uh, we're, we're we we're in connections with them and you know we know what we're facing and this is i think this is a big part of our success is the, the environment you know uh, the competition is lower obviously the market is slower and i'm not saying it as a bad thing i'm, I'm not here to insult anyone but yeah the savannah market is a smaller market it's easier to grow in it uh, and this is also part of the reason we chose it. It's a great market to to grow. How long do you think that that lasts? Like, you know, hopefully forever. But um, <laughs> I don't because I don't know if you, you know. I'm sure you guys have noticed, but there's a lot more of um, outside money coming in now, right? Especially right. in the last two years, right? A lot of money from California, a lot of money from New York. New York, yeah. Um, we well, we are aware there's a lot of Chinese money coming in, um, climbing from Tampa, climbing from Jacksonville. Um, uh, it, it, it is worrying us. Um, they are focusing mostly in Pooler and Richmond Hill at the moment and some of downtown Savannah. We don't see them a lot in the uh, inside Savannah neighborhoods yet. Uh, most of the movement we see inside the Savannah neighborhoods is still um, locals or people that are just moving uh, in or out from Savannah. So still just American money um, and not big funds. Um but yeah, it does worry us, and this is why we work in other markets as well, and we're growing ourselves in um, Oklahoma City and in Chicago, which are two other great markets. Um, we're focusing mostly on multifamilies in those markets. Um, it's different strategy, uh, bigger money, bigger pockets, but you know, um, great cash flows. Um, Savannah is still basically our hometown in America, um, the, like we call it, and we feel at home here. Um, but yeah, we are worried from the big funds coming into Savannah and we hope it won't affect us too much. Something you just touched on that I kind of want to dive into next is, okay, so what was your first multifamily purchase, um, in outside of Savannah mm -hmm. and why did you choose that market? So like, those seem like two really random markets, Chicago and Oklahoma city. Right. Um, we started in Chicago and the reason we started in Chicago is because we have a really, really good friend who have been working there before. And he just recommended and one day he called us and he was like, I have this great deal. I need money. You want to join? And we said yes. And so, what year was that? Or how long ago? Uh, that was like 2017. Eight, yeah. yeah. End uh, of 17. The, the deal was signed, I think, in 18. We started working on it in 17. So the multifamily properties or um, deals, they take longer, obviously, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, usually take about three to four months to actually close from the moment, like just the due diligence takes like 90 days. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the, the entire process from analyzing it to, to closing will take about six months. Um, but yeah, so the first one we, we, we joined with our, um, with our friend, who is today our partner. Um, 
and just for you know for equity reasons he was like i need money i need some investors do you have anything can you can you can you get me some and we said yeah sure let us look into it he sent us the number we start digging in um and this is when me and dean we don't know anything about the multi-family um market yet and especially not in chicago right <laughs> um so yeah, so we, we, we digged in the numbers, we started calling different agents and talked to them about the market and, 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 and learning the environment. Uh, and we walked into this deal and we saw that we like it. So we joined him on two other deals there. And then once we saw that we like it, we basically opened the map and we were like, all right, I need to find a place to invest in my own because we're not going to stab him in the back in that market. We're working with him there. But, you know, I, I, I rather work just us than having a third partner. Um, we start looking at different markets and analyzing them. Uh, there is different ways to analyze the market. You probably know them. Uh, you can use CoStar um, or different analytics um, systems that you just buy online uh, that helps you analyze different markets in the U.S. Uh, and it's very, very helpful, very recommended. Um, we were looking at um, Birmingham, Alabama, Mobile, Alabama, Oklahoma City, which is the one that we chose in the end. There were a, a few other ones, but Oklahoma City, the reason we chose it is because uh, we understood that we are capped at a certain um, at a certain amount, let's put it this way. So we are unable to buy properties at $100 million. We are, we are able to buy up to $15 million, let's say. So we said, all right, Oklahoma City is, there, is, is a good market for us to invest in right now because this is pretty much the amounts that the market is asking. Um, so we navigated ourselves. That's also there. a very stable market that stayed that way for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, the prices fit, and also cup rates. Um, here in Savannah, for multifamilies, you buy stuff at three, four, five cup rate, unless you know someone that is holding a property and he wants to sell it for you um, for super cheap. If the right. Contour family yeah. is hearing us right now, <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting. That's actually really funny. I've sent them a bunch of letters. Uh, they, they didn't reply? <laughs> they never respond, no. Because they hold. They have all these holdings around all town. All these holdings, like, yeah. We're, yeah. Um, so <laughs> Oklahoma still gives you a seven, seven and a half, sometimes even eight cup rate on multifamily, which is, uh, you know, um, Israeli investors are hungry. <laughs> they, they, cup rates are important there because... Um, uh, their alternative is Israel, right? Obviously, for our investors. Um, when they invest in Israel, they have maybe two or three. That's their cup rate in Israel. Um, but the value goes up super fast. So somewhere between um, 5 to 10% every year. So we need to um, basically fight with that. That's our competition, Israel, Israeli market. Um, once we give them 8% on the cup rate plus um, value add on all the properties that we're purchasing, that's when they're interested. So we need to keep our... Um, standard high and that's that's basically the reason we started looking for other areas to invest in and not just to stay in savannah because just a lot of money came in um single family was just not enough for us to purchase because there weren't enough deals on the market for us we said okay we have a pool of money let's go into the multifamily business let's see how it works um and one thing led to another and and that's why we had to go to um two different markets to work in the multifamily market in Savannah is insane. Let me give you an example. We were just looking at this deal. It's uh, about, it's over 300 units. They were trying to sell it for, I think, uh, $53 million. And their terms were no due diligence, three, and you have three days to submit an offer. Wait, from, which one was it, can you say? Uh, I think it was in Pooler. Yeah. Um, on I, Pine I, Barren Road? 
Probably. I can yeah. send you the, the OM to look <laughs> yeah, at Yeah, I got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's sold now, right? Yeah, so it is. It's sold. Yeah. It just sold, like, not that long ago. So, you know, it's a $50 million deal. It's a 300 units. And they're telling you from the moment it hit the market, and no one knew it's going to hit the market. From the moment it hit the market, they told you, you have three days to submit an offer that gives you three days to analyze the deal and no due diligence. So, you know, it's either you're in or you're out. That's it. And it's sold. It's crazy. It's sold. You know, and you're like, who buys a $50 million property without looking at it and inspecting it and, you know, having some sort of contingency, financial contingency? I don't know what, like nothing, sold. Well, there's just time to stop sometimes. If it's a seller's market, it's a seller's market and you need to understand it and stop. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to make a bad deal for the sake of making exactly. a deal, right? Absolutely. Especially since we're um, using investors' money. We have this uh, feeling at all times that we're holding people's um, very intimate savings, things that they worked hard for all their life. You know, some some people that invest um, with us are people that have millions of dollars and they're basically investing here and there in few markets. But some of the investors that we have are people that are giving us their last dollar um, to invest in. So we're treating that money in very careful way. Um, if it's a seller market, it's a seller's market. And we tell people, look, so I have investors that now learned how to work with um, Zillow and Realtor. Um, and they sign up for those notifications. Wherever a property comes out to the market, they get a notification back there in Israel. So they're telling you, hey. They waking me up. You know, there's a seven hour difference, time difference between here and Israel. I wake up every morning to like a list of texts. Hey, did you see this property? Hey, did you see this property? And they're convincing me to buy them that property. They're pushing me to buy that property. And what I do most of the day with my investors is I'm telling them, no, we're going to hold. We're not going to buy this property. And they're trying to convince me. Let me buy that. And I'm holding them from not. In the end of the day, we're their eyes, we're their hands in the States. And we cannot let ourselves just buy random stuff that later on. So, so far, and and I'm very careful to say that, but also very proud to say that, a hundred percent of our investments are profitable investments for like since the beginning since the beginning wow we never lost a dollar for no one not for ourselves and not for nobody else our worst deal was a deal that we made um i think it was thirty thousand instead of a uh, sixty thousand that we were planning to make that was on a flip so we are very we are very picky on purchasing the deals, but once we're on the deal and we purchase it, we'll do everything to make money out of it. Um, and again, I think the the important point is the purchasing, because once you purchase right, all the rest doesn't matter. You c- or well, it does matter. Um, well, it's like uh, Warren Buffett says, like you make all your money the second you buy. The second you right. buy. Um, every little bargain that you do on the purchase, on every little dollar that you save there is what you're going to make and you're going to end up profiting in this deal. Um, What's I, the best deal you've ever done? He's 32nd probably. Um, we, so that was like three years ago. We bought a property. I won't say the address right now. <laughs> 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 and um, anyway, we bought this property and it's... um. Like uh, it's a, it's it's just we bought it I think for ninety thousand and the rent is four thousand. Dang. A month. A yeah. month. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good return. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and we've been holding it. Now we're already profitable on top of what we invested. Yeah. Like at this point, we bought it in twenty eighteen. It's been three years. 
we already made more money just from the rent and we still have the property um just from the rents um than what we originally invested in it yeah that's on the on on percentage wise probably the best deal that we made but on the flip side you know there's deals that their profit there is about what 120 yeah something like that you, for we just made one yeah uh, um um 120 is what you would say on the flip yeah on the flip dang that's pretty good and how fast how fast was that so it was like five months all in all from the moment we bought to the uh, moment we got the money back in the bank that's how we estimate our flips we're once we purchase we we're giving ourselves about um three to four months to um renovate the properties we're putting a lot of um we're we're very particular on the details that we pick for our flips um um it does matter in the end of the day the whole process of a flip is laying on that couple that comes into the property and needs to decide if he likes the property or doesn't like the property everything that we did in the background with numbers and excel sheets and contractors and bargaining and all that good stuff doesn't really matter if the couple that steps into the property doesn't like what he sees um so we're very um detail oriented to every single thing we put on a property and every single um you know piece of tile that we put on the uh, bathroom or whatever it is um we're going with market trends um we want to be um we want to appeal to almost every person who comes to the property so we're trying to keep it very um generic but at the same time we're trying to do something that is a little bit special maybe an accent wall here maybe you know a special tile in the shower there something that will create uh, um an instagram look or 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 the <laughs> wife to come in and to take a picture for Instagram and say this is the house I'm it's living in. It's all for like, the wives. Yeah. You sound like Chelsea Phillips right now. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> she she sold few houses for us and 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 and, it, and another important thing in the end of the day um the realtor that sells the house we let her or him uh, make a lot of choices because in the end of the day they need to like the property. They need to feel at home when they're coming and selling the property. They need to feel like this is something I like. I'm going to sell the property fast. Right. They have to believe in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, uh, a new trend we started just now, um, we started uh, in the past month, we're bringing a private chef to our open houses. And the smell is amazing. This is a commercial for Chef Andrea <laughs> from the land. No. Um, yeah, but um, we are. We, uh, we're bringing this private chef. She's amazing. She cooks amazing food. People come into the house. They have uh, champagne glasses and they have those um, crazy crab. Finger food, yeah. Yeah, you know, like crab avocado toasts and sliders um, and dates wrapped with bacon and stuff like that. I don't We just figured that the, the more they stay in the property, the higher chances they're going to send an offer. And the 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 reason that I would stay longer in the property is if someone would feed me, you know, that's, that's <laughs> or or get me drunk, and one of the works. two, right? Right. Um, and and it's the smells, right? They say yeah, smells exactly. Big right. Right? the so. smells and the the feeling of hosting. So we and they can see what they're gonna do with the kitchen. Exactly. You know, the 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 couple that gets in and feel like, okay, that that's what I'm gonna do with my kitchen. That's that's good food, actually, good kitchen. Right. You know, that's that's the vibe that uh, they get from that experience. So yeah. And um, have you guys seen an increase in the amount of all? offers you're getting or the we just yeah. we are breaking records in the past three neighborhoods we sold in we broke um record we we were kind of surprised at the price but um we broke records in the three last neighborhoods we sold um i, I don't know if to thank the chef or the <laughs> designer or the contractor or whoever i should thank thank you guys uh because we are doing uh great in this market right now and the chef has been a big 
it's it's been it, uh, we think it's been a big impact we might you know you can you can't really count it in money in the end of the day right right you, I don't know if this offer came because of the food because of the tile or because of the roof um, or the HVAC that is new like we, we can just feel a um, uh, general feeling that the houses are once it's on the market it's 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 hot People are approaching, people are sending offers, people are looking at the properties. And to be honest, we, we didn't just start now feeling it. It's something that um, takes us from almost the first project till today that once it's on the market, um, we feel certain that it will sell and it will sell for the right price. Um, I think we, we, we got of a kind of a system now um, on those properties that whenever it's going to hit the market, we feel confident that it's going to sell. Yeah. I've been wanting to bring a bouncy house to open houses <laughs> lately. <laughs> Dean doesn't let me. <laughs> have, have you guys ever heard of Ryan Serhant? Who? No. Uh, Ryan Serhant. No. So he's a big time realtor. He's the number one realtor in New York City. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his secret sauce, he says, is having like these super fun open houses that are like parties almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He does a similar thing. Like a lot of them are catered or like he does like stunts where you'll like dress up in a suit and like jump in the pool you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> there is this uh show of um like realtors on netflix have you seen this uh, that they sell the multi-million Beverly houses Hills or something? yeah in la yeah anyway so you see they they sell those you know multi-million houses um on the hills and they bring so they bring models to swim in the pools they bring like nba players to play in the basketball court the agent is lending with a private like chapter You know, and they have a valet parking like all the people cars. They have a private chef. It's insane. And it's on Netflix. Everyone can watch it. Um, we so just yeah, downscale it to the we're Savannah. We're downscaling right? it. Yeah. To, um, Fit Savannah. Dates wrapped with bacon. <laughs> Fit the price point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, something we kind of skipped over. But in the beginning, you guys said that after six months, you had made 7,000. How did you afford to like live? Um, in the beginning, we also had our business running, but then once we stopped having our business and we went only with um, with real estate, we had savings. Okay. You guys have just been frugal for... Yeah, so... We, we lived in an apartment complex for a right. year. We were yeah. roommates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at we at were one roommates. point, we were living four people in one apartment right. in Each- uh, Georgetown Woods or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> jo- uh, Georgetown Woods. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one St. George Boulevard. <laughs> I just was curious because, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that are listening that may be just starting out. And so I was kind of curious some of the secrets of... Well, think about it this way. We 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 literally, you know, this all, all those movies has this uh, immigrant coming to the U.S. with uh, nothing in his pocket and uh, making it. It's literally what happened to us. Um, but I think it's... I won't say it's an easy thing to do. But I would say that if somebody is willing to work hard, and when I say work hard, I mean work hard, not play on their Xbox half of the day, people will make it here. The land is full of opportunities. Um, The market is full of opportunities. Um, Every market, not just real estate. If you're coming and you're willing to work hard, and that's what we did in the, um, I guess, even till today, a little bit on a lower scale now, but the very beginning was we woke up at 7 in the morning, we went to sleep at 12 or 1 in the evening and all we did in between that time is work work and work uh, we were focused on succeeding and and we saw that as our only option because think about it we gave up on our families not really but they're back in israel we don't get to see them every day um and and as you know jewish people love their families and their <laughs> and, and their grandmas right um 
we gave up on our, our friends. We're part of a big group of friends, about 10 people. Um, and, and we gave up on that. We gave up on our um, traditional food that we miss a lot. So if somebody is planning on opening an Israeli restaurant in Savannah, that's a good time. Um, <laughs> good time for y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we gave up all that for a specific reason. We came to succeed. And, and if you work hard, you will get it. You just need to focus on that. How long did you have to work like that? A few good years. I guess it was like, what, four or five years in the beginning? Yeah. Um, yeah, we lived, we were, we weren't, you know, spending a lot. We were saving a lot. We were taking every dollar we had. So until this very day, we don't get paychecks for ourselves from our company, not even a dollar till today. Every dollar that comes into our account goes into an investment. We live off of our company for our very basic things that we need. Um, when we go to vacations, we also use that as a time for us to speak with our investors, let's say. So everything is around the business. We didn't get a dollar out of the business so far. Everything goes to properties. Dang, that's yeah. crazy. Um, I, I, w I would like to add something for if anyone out there is just starting out new. I think that um, the best thing you can do for yourself is adopt a mentor. I think that it would be a mistake for anyone to think that he can do it all by himself and learn everything just off YouTube or, you know, um, just off TV. different uh, TV shows and stuff like that. I think having a mentor, even if it means that you will earn less in the beginning, which is what happened to us or not earn nothing, or not earn nothing um, is 100% the way to go. Have someone who would walk you hand by hand, introduce you to the different steps. I mean, you know, like it's it's very easy to speak on YouTube and tell people how to do stuff, right? But when the real problems occur and they always happen, you always open a wall and there is um, I don't know rotted wood underneath it, and you always lift the floors and you find some mold, and there is always stuff happening in those properties. Have a mentor who knows to tell you who to use, how to use, how long it should take, what should be the price, what materials would be the best to use here, where to buy that material for the cheapest price. It's worth so much. Don't earn money for a year. Just learn, 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 learn. And don't give up. You know, yep. if you don't make money on your first deal, it doesn't mean that it's not a profitable business. You just need to learn how to do things better. It takes time. I don't think we're... I. Honestly, we didn't see yet all of the problems. We're still getting into problems that it's the first time we're we're seeing them, and it's been what seven years now. We, we just had an uh, we, we just had in one of our properties um, an uh, an apartment burnt. We don't even know why yet in Oklahoma, an apartment burnt, and it just burnt another three apartments with it. Uh, what ten days prior to closing? Yeah. What do you do now? You yeah. know, we're, we're under contract. We're closing. Everything is in Everything line. Is you know, all the investors are waiting. A lot of money is involved. What, like a $7 million? Yeah. And four apartments are on fire. You know, fire department comes in and it was, it, it was like, it was bef before the summer. Yeah. Anyway, fire department comes in. Um, it was something with the wires and electricity. You know, now four yeah. apartments are on fire. Where do you put the tenants? The the place that you, you, you need to find a solution for the tenants, first of all, to live because they don't have where to live. They lost all their belongings and somehow someone needs to fix it. It's not our property yet, but on the other hand, we're closing in 10 days. Anyway, big, big mess. We had to fly out to Oklahoma last minute just to kind of start figuring out what are we doing now? 
Um, so yeah, something will always happen. That's for sure. Excuse my language. Shit happens, and <laughs> you know, you just you you really need to have someone at least in the beginning who can walk you through it. I, that's that's my biggest belief, and 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 help you. There's a lot there. Uh, how do you? How would you suggest finding a mentor? Um, Joining like just a group. have balls and call people out <laughs> for real. Like just find approaching, approaching, approaching people. Yeah, That's, approach uh, you, people. You, you see, uh, somebody's uploading a picture in one of those real estate groups on Facebook, saying, "This is my flip, and this is what I made out of it," just to show off and to say to show what they did. Contact that person. Hey, what are you doing? How are you doing it? Can I work for you for? three months for no paycheck just i want to see what you're doing i will do everything you need i will be your runner i will drive between projects i will feel the ground i will understand what they're doing let me work for you for free um do whatever you want with me i just want to learn you know that's something that if somebody would approach us and do right now we will take him at the at that second we will use him we have um a few people actually from um where's the gidron from first huh no Indiana. Indiana. Which city you remember? South Bend, Indiana. South Bend, Indiana. We have um, a, an investor who, you know, approached us from South Bend, Indiana and told us, I need help. Can you help me? We, we did it freely and willingly and, and an with love. Israeli investor yeah. that invests in South Bend, Indiana. You know, like nothing to do with us. We People get stuck with investments all the time because they're using the wrong people. They yeah. called us. Yeah. Please help us. We help them for free, obviously, because you know when somebody is stuck and need help, we will be there. But yeah, I think I think the best way is to approach, not to be afraid. I I, I believe that most people with knowledge like to share their knowledge, um, unless they're assholes. But most people do like <laughs> to share their knowledge and you know kind of brag about it, even in a way. But I think and I I think teaching is also a way of learning. It's a. It, I think it's a great combination, and it's a great way to take things. Uh, it's it's a great turn. Just approach people, find a mentor, and follow his lead for a little bit until you feel enough confident to do it on your own. Do you guys still continue to keep mentors around? Like, have you developed new mentors as you've outgrown the old ones? Or um, so yes. in the multifamily market, we have mentors. We have two um, that really we uh, and, and I'm saying it gladly. We owe everything to them. Um, they they taught us everything and they they to, to today they every time we have a problem with the management company or with a tenant or with bad debts or with the banks we call them and they walk us through that um, on the single families uh, or in Savannah in general not so much uh, we're pretty fluent in this market but we all the time take advices from just you know the agents and the contractors that we work with and just friends that um, that you know from the same market we eventually you create a lot of connections in the market so you get to know a lot of the big groups and and, and parties that work in here uh so we share ideas all the time let me ask you this you guys said that karma is like a big part of your belief of why you're successful how much um are there like any local charities or anything that you guys partner up with or kind of how do you we did um so that was before, right pre-covid we did our own charity. It's called uh, Secret Food Service. Well, no, it's not secretive anymore. It's not secretive <laughs> anymore, yeah. Uh, we went out and we were handing out um, just free food to the homeless. Uh, Savannah, for those who don't know, is suffering from um, a big homeless problem. Um, and I know Van Johnson and the, and, and the city has decided to really try and um, deal with the issue by providing livings. 
right now there is um, not really any plan on the plate, and I know they're working on it. They actually also approached us about it, and um, uh, there's a lot of big parties involved that are trying to find solutions for the homeless problem in Savannah. What we did is we um, established a secret food service. Um, we went out to the streets and we would just give out um, food over the weekends, um, hot dogs, um, chips, um, burgers, burgers, coke, stuff like that. Um, and then COVID hit. We stopped that because we, we, we weren't allowed to continue anymore because of the spread of COVID. Um, hopefully, we'll get back to it this year. Let me ask you this. Uh, you brought up COVID, which is... I don't know why I didn't think of this question before, but like Israel was like super shut down for COVID, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the challenges of? Actually, we um, we lost a deal because of the um, shutdown in Israel. A lot of our investors um, couldn't transfer money, um, and the deal was just canceled in the last minute because we couldn't um, close on it because of lack of funds. Um, so COVID did affect us. Um, it affected Israel in a very bad way, but also Israel was was uh, was the first country to get out of COVID. Um, Israel was vaccinated at like eighty percent vaccination, um, first out of all the countries. So people were hurrying up and sending money back again to the states for us to use. Um, so it did hurt us, but on the other hand, it um, they get out of it pretty quick. Do you guys ever get challenges to like so when flare ups happen, like the Palestinian thing recently, mm-hmm. right? Does that ever like spook investors? Do you guys ever have problems in it during those time, like trying times, or not really? Yeah, we're we're all Israelis are used to it, you know. Like it's just we, like a way of like life. It, you know, it's almost like I'll it's almost like I'll ask you now. Well, when hurricane season hits, does people don't buy food anymore? <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, yeah everyone you. are yeah, used yeah, to yeah, it, yeah, you know. Yeah. Or when um, the, the the I don't know. Yeah, it's I, it's a lot of media, you know. In the end of the day, the conflict there is a conflict, no doubt about it. But it's restrained it's not everywhere and all the time um a lot of media companies make money out of this conflict and and that's a big reason of why it's still going on things in israel are back to normal and contained and and it's always normal yeah so they never like get spooked or i mean it's never like a problem on the contrary sometimes when there's something that's going on people are just thinking okay where can i put my money (laughs) let's get it out of here Uh, exactly yeah i got you okay um so we get a lot of that. Um, kind of yeah. another interesting perspective, too, you guys have. So what is the difference between real estate in Israel and real estate in America? Are there big differences? or? Oh, huge. First of all is the biocracy. 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 Hard word. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Israel, the biocracy is insane. It's a, you know, like... It's 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 not even the paperwork. It's all the approvals and that you have to go through the government. It can take you sometimes yeah, a when, year. When I speak with my investors about properties here, and I tell them, listen, we're going to open you an LLC to invest for an LLC. We're going to find. Uh, we're going to open you a bank account, and they're laughing on the phone. You know, people on their first call, and I say, what's funny? They say, okay, okay. After you did that, that took us like six months. What's next? And I'm no here. It doesn't take six months. Within a week, you're going to have an LLC and a bank account. And some people just hang up because they think that's a fraud. Uh, In Israel, every step you do. uh, So a funny story. My uh, family are building um, a pool right now on the front on the front lot. Um, My dad needed an approval from the military, the Israeli military to build a pool in our house. Wait, why? Because just, just that's because just how it works. that everything <laughs> needs to, to go, yeah, everything needs to go through so many systems, and and the bureaucracy is just horrible. Right. 
here it's a lot more simple. Um, everything here is is something that you can achieve. You just need to do it the right way. Um, so that's a huge difference between here and Israel. And that's why people are choosing to move and to invest here instead of investing in Israel. And the cap rates. You know, in Israel, you're looking at uh, between three to four caps. While here, we're selling between... Two to three. What? In Israel, two to three. Two yeah. to three, yeah. And um, while here, we're selling anywhere between eight to 11. So big difference, especially when you turn it to cash and cash. So if you put finance into it. Um, so cash and cash in Israel, yeah. you look at six. Well, here you're looking at like 16, 17. Um, big differences. Do they have great big like apartment complexes and stuff? Like I know that in downtown areas, right, everywhere's got high rises. But I mean like yeah. here you get, you go out to Pula, there's 300 units that are like sprawled. Yeah. I imagine you probably don't get that as much is, in Israel. Israel doesn't have the whole concept of living in a complex. It's not something that we have in Israel. You just have neighborhoods and there is no such a thing as a complex or, or a multifamily building. Right. Um, only just tall buildings, but on those um, skyscrapers, every person owns his own apartment. It's not like... The, a group comes and buys the whole building. Okay. Um, so it's very, very different in that sense. We're coming actually from a town that doesn't have um, skyscrapers or anything like that. That's actually one of the reasons that we kind of um, feel home in Savannah. Uh, we're coming from a smaller town. Actually, the name of our business, um, it's called Orchard. In Hebrew, it's the name of our city, the name that of the town that we came from. That's Which why we picked Orchard. It's Pardes Hana. It's Hannah's Orchard. Um, Hannah is the daughter of Rothschild and he bought those areas. Uh, long story, but anyways, that's where we picked Orchard. And and where we're coming from looks a lot like um, Savannah in the sense of it's a down-to-earth place. People are friendly. You know everyone. It's a tight-knit community. That's, right. that's part of the reasons I think we um, feel close to Savannah because at one point we did move out from Savannah. We went to live in... Uh, horrible denver for a year um <laughs> and in the end of the day there is a very good um feeling in living in a place that people are communicating and people know each other and 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 you meet the same person that is your lawyer but then again you see him in a restaurant a day later it's a it's a good vibe we like that vibe i think that's a great note to end on Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you very much. Thank you and for having fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. See right, yeah, we'll update with you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds All right. good. See you guys. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening this week. If uh, you want to show some support, please head on over to mpgpodcast.com. Check out the awesome merch we have on there. Um, and also subscribe and comment wherever you listen to this. Uh, that does a huge things for pushing us up on the algorithm, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, whatever it is, whatever platform you use, go right now, go subscribe, go comment, help push us up, and also please share us on your social media. Um, the more listens we get, the more I can bring, uh, more guests I can bring in, the more value I can bring you guys. So thanks so much. It's a total team effort. I appreciate all the support. And I uh, hope you all have a great week. See you guys next week. Thank you.